How do real estate professionals like you, who have dozens of different responsibilities and competing priorities, win at the game of real estate? And how do we build a business while selling our services and finding a group of people that will allow us to change and grow intentionally and relevantly so we keep up with the rapidly evolving real estate market? And how do we do this in a way that's authentic to the life we each want to live, where we want to live it, and in a way that honors our true gifts and core values? We are all at different stages in our journey, but we all have many things to learn from each other. And that is why we started this podcast. My name is Megan Marsh. And I am Andre Munar. And this is the Collab Podcast, where we will be speaking with different real estate industry business leaders and how they're staying relevant, shifting, and pivoting their business so that you can learn new ways to adapt to your business and how you can stay relevant. We are two business partners of a mortgage brokers that seven years ago decided we needed and wanted to change the way we did business, change what our business looked like and who we served. We realized if we were ever gonna get out of the grind and have a bigger impact in our industry, in our communities, and with our employees and for our clients and business relationships that we served, we needed to begin evolving and changing and we believe so do you. We teach people how much stronger we all can be if we work together, not against one another. We want to encourage all of you to learn from one another in a way that ensures financial growth and security for more of us out there. Real estate industry leaders are those of you that make the dream of home ownership a reality to so many Americans, no matter which role you play. You could be a real estate agent, a team leader, a broker, a mortgage loan officer, a mortgage broker, an appraiser, a title agent, an insurance agent, how do you build a solid business with predictable income? A business that also allows you to travel and be there for your family and leave a legacy. How do you continuously change and evolve in this game of real estate? Becoming relevant is the name of the game. It's also the question, and this podcast is gonna give you the answers. Welcome back, collaborators. This is Andre Munar and Megan Marsh. Hello, hello. And this is our first full episode back on the Collab Podcast. So welcome back. If you didn't check out our last episode, make sure you do because we wanted to share with you everything that we will be releasing in the coming months, as well as invite you to our Real Estate Lab Facebook group. We wanted to come back with an episode that addresses something that is very, very real for many of you out there, something that is real for us and something that we have experienced a lot lately. It is part of why we needed to take a break from the episode creation for a few months. We wanted to talk about F-E-A-R, fear. We've been seeing so much fear in the market, on the news, especially when it comes to real estate and the economy and where things are going. You know, you've seen a lot of posts out there, the doom and gloom posts, the sky is falling, the real estate is crashing, we're in a bubble, interest rates are high, don't buy. Does this sound familiar to any of you? Is anybody else seeing this out there or is it just- oh, I hate it. It's crazy. So uh, is, is there something that is stopping you from moving forward? It pulls you back in. It creates doubt. It makes you avoid changes that you need to make. And again, mm -hmm. you need to make changes. Um, fear is a powerful barrier that many of you face. For others, you will face it when you start making difficult and life-changing decisions. I mean, basically after, you know, you leave mommy and daddy's house and they don't pay your bills anymore is when you really start making some life-changing decisions. 
fear is made up of a feeling. It is a real feeling, but it is made up in your mind. Oh, I love that. That is so true. Fear is an emotion based on our past experiences, opinions that others have placed on you, or a story that you really have set in your head. Like you've made up a story about this thing. Um, and so now you have fear about it. Do thoughts like these ever keep you from chasing your dreams? Like, what if I make it a mistake? What if people don't approve? What if I don't have what it takes? What if something goes wrong? These are all things that place fear in your head. Fear, if there was one emotion that I would challenge all of you to take a daily measure of, it would be fear. Facing your fears and putting fear in context and perspective. We are a real estate financing expert who teach our clients, team, and other business owners that they can achieve extraordinary success and happiness. They can also... Uh, reach their goals and dreams of owning their own business or adding on a division to their business. We want to free loan officers and other real estate business owners from fear by showing them what is possible if they work hard, build strength, and free themselves from the chairs that are holding them back. We spent a lot of time, months, uh, trying to figure out what was next for us. We started this podcast, as you all know, began sharing the things that helped us grow, but we couldn't really decide where we were going with this and who exactly we were going to help. We asked ourselves, what do they need that our talent and knowledge can provide? Ultimately, it led us back to dun, 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 real estate and mortgages because we really are experts. Together, we've, we have over 35 years of experience in this industry where we know the language, we know what it takes to succeed, make clients comfortable. We know how to get the deals done. We know how to make people feel comfortable. And we know how to teach others how to do the same exact thing. We've done it time and time again. I promise you. Too many times. Too many times. So we decided we were going to create a course uh, or coaching program, some may call it, for loan officers who wanted to start a mortgage brokerage because there is nothing out there yet for businesses uh, for the business side of setting up a mortgage brokerage, there's tons of coaching programs on how to get more business or how the process works or stuff like that. There are people who will kindly talk to you and point you in the right directions for the day. There's an amazing organization that will have your back and bring you together with other brokers. There are wholesale lenders who will give you checklists, but there is no full step-by-step -step guide, manual, or course that will help you get to the finish line. So we began creating it and... Well, Megan took on this um, huge project. <laughs> um, oh, well, boy. We're definitely going to let her speak on that. Uh, and while doing this, we were introduced to somebody who asked us if we would be interested in not just helping out loan officers, but also real estate brokers. Our journey has turned into a transformation that is hard work and scary. In order to serve people outside of our own company, we need to trust that our company is being run correctly and that the business is coming in. It has really many scary avenues, and the number of times that we questioned our decisions has been a lot. I can tell you, a lot. Uh, yeah, the amount of times I called Megan and was like, mm, I think I'm out. We have wanted to jump back into originating. That would be me. We have to really remind ourselves that if we do that, we won't ever get to launching the course or helping other loan officers or helping other real estate brokers. And with the knowledge that we have, it's really just knowledge lost if we're not passing that on to other people. The work in the mental battle over the past six months has showed us that your real competition, your competition isn't other people. Your competition is 
your own mind, your procrastination, your ego, the knowledge you neglect to learn, your lack of discipline, your bad habits, (laughs) self-doubt. I mean, let's go compete against that, not other people. You know, that's why we haven't had any new episodes because, I mean, we've had to learn like literally a whole new skill set. I mean, I had no idea that building a course like, I'm like, okay, build a course. I know this stuff. Well, no, now you have to learn how to build email drip campaigns and landing pages and just all this stuff. Holy crap. <laughs> but then you've made it this far. But there was this thing that happened when I go, I fly out to Puerto Rico now and I visit Dre about once a quarter. And so to help understand fear a little bit more and just what it does to you, I wanted to share this a story when I went and visited and it was couple months ago, because the thing is, fear lies. And and I love the line that Dre said about it, it literally fears made up fear is something we make things up in our head. And it tells us those stories that not they're not true. It's a me- mechanism that we were built to survive, right? And it tells you those things that haven't happened yet. And they're just made up and, and fear, it, it pushes you to make stupid decisions, I really think instead of making You know, I do think it's smart to make good decisions, but this past month, Andre and I experienced fear in a few ways that we wanted to share, share with you, you know, fear of going after what we want to accomplish, fear of trusting others to do a good job. And I think because of the shift and me stepping out of sales, I think it was December, January was one of the first months that our company lost money in nearly 24 months. And now we used to every winter time that that was the cycle, but the market's been so strong that we haven't had a month in two years. And I almost made a rash decision, wanted to let people go because we didn't know how we were going to do this. Like we said, I almost had both of us jump back into sales. We've been working on trying to get this course and the franchise going. And it, it really took a crazy, scary bucket list item to get us to realize how foolish we were being. And that's skydiving. <laughs> skydiving is one of the weirdest confrontations with fear. And, you know, I had this out-of-body experience that I thought would be great just to share with you here. Because I was always that kid. I feared nothing. Like, and I always have just been like, jump and go. It doesn't have to be perfect. I'll try it. I don't care what people think. And I mentioned to Andre that I've always wanted to skydive. And without telling me, he signs us up to go skydiving the next day when I'm in Puerto Rico. So Thursday, he tells me, hey, we're going skydiving tomorrow. Right. (laughs) So I'm like, you're kidding me. Right. So then you start like panicking. Like you literally I get them in my belly, like the butterflies. And you're like, "Okay, is he serious? And he booked us to do the the highest one at 14,000 feet. Now he's gone before. He did Uh. 10,000. This was your idea. (laughs) It was my idea, but I didn't think he'd actually book it. And then you pay all this money, right? And now were you as nervous, Dre, as I was? I actually think I was more nervous the second time when I did it with you. Because I had done it like two weeks ago before. Um, Yeah, I was. it's It's just not a good feeling when you're going up in that plane and. You're like, what are we doing? (laughs) I had nothing to compare it to. And I was excited, right? So we're driving there. Well, then like you get your waivers. Don't read the waivers ever. (laughs) Because while you're reading the waivers, and I didn't tell my husband I was doing this. I have four young children. And it's like, if the gear malfunctions, right? Like, 
what do you mean if the gear malfunctions? Like, don't they have two shoots on them? And then, you, you know, you have to like, you go through like reading all these things and then you, you know, then you meet the guy who is, go, you're doing that tandem thing with. And I looked at him, I'm like, how many times have you done this? Do you have any children? I'm like, hopefully somebody who has a child wouldn't put themselves in like this position. My one condition was that I didn't want to jump first. Like that was just, I, I wanted other people. Dre's gone before, he's going to jump first. Well, no one tells you that the order that you go on the plane determines who's jumping first. Okay. Well, I found that out pretty quickly because I got on last and, oh my gosh, I'm just bringing back memories. And so here I am. And you're sitting on some dude's lap because you're hooked to the front, like you're hooked onto their front and you're not on their knees. Okay. So it would look ridiculous if you weren't so terrified about like what's happening, but I was so scared and like, we're on the plane, it's going higher, higher, higher. And the only thing I had to like feel okay about was there were these two like people in training. So they were by the door. They were going to jump first. The guy I was hooked onto was like the main instructor. And so now we get up to 14,000 feet and these two guys that are going to jump first, all of a sudden I get this tap on my shoulder, the door opens like in the plane. And like, that's the moment that you start realizing before. I don't know. Look it up. If you've ever seen Will Smith talk about skydiving. When you've never been on an airplane, when the door opens, like that's when it, that's when my out of body experience happened. Like I felt like I was going to pass out because it's like the terror takes over because you feel like you're going to get sucked out. It's loud. Well, this dude taps me on the shoulder and <laughs> he tells me, he's like, I got to go look to see if the two in training can jump. I'm like, what do you mean? You got to go look. I got to go look out the open door and you're hooked onto the front of me. <laughs> so I had to walk over with him shuffle and pretty much I'm stick. I'm sticking out of the airplane while he's looking at the conditions below. And now I'm like getting even more scared because I can't see anything. And he determines that it's not safe enough for them to jump first. So he sends them to the back of the plane and guess who gets to jump first? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, now I'm about I feel like I'm gonna cry. And and here I am, like tough Megan, who is willing to do anything. Oh, <gasps> and and you have to, so the doors open, and it's kind of like you know, on cars. So I we have a suburban, so it has that little ledge that you step on before you get into the car. Well, you gotta step out onto that ledge while the person who you're hooked onto is more in the doorway. So you're out of the plane while it's going 14,000 feet in the air. All I can say is I didn't enjoy it because I was so terrified of, I don't know what, like dying. I, I just was so terrified I didn't enjoy it. And I'm gonna do it again because it was such a horrible experience. <laughs> like that first part for me, I don't like feeling out of control. Yes, and, it feels like you're going to die. Like you're jumping out of 14,000. Like, oh my gosh. What, yeah. what if the parachute doesn't work? What if I just fall from the sky? What if? Right. Like your head, like your brain is literally screaming at you. Like, are you stupid? You're going to die. You have four kids. What do you think? Like, and that's like your whole reaction to fear. And, and you know, it made me think after the experience, because if you're not friends with me on Facebook, go look up my Facebook from I think it was January or February of this year. I looked like a puffer fish because we jumped out of that plane and it was a minute falling 
my cheeks were blown out. I mean, and I'm petrified. You can see me visibly terrified. It wasn't pure bliss that first minute. I was still scared until he pulled the shoot. Until that shoot was up, I was petrified. That's when I enjoyed the rest of the ride down. But I allowed fear to steal my my moment, like my minute of flying, something that 2% I think people ever do. I'm mad at myself for doing that. I didn't enjoy that, that moment. And so I'm going to do it again. How was the second time for you, Dre? It was just more gut-wrenching. I don't, that first time was kind of, well, the first time it was kind of like the excitement. Okay, we're going to jump. Um, that second time though, I was every like, thousand feet that we went up I was like why am I doing this again like why literally as we just kept going up and up and up and then there were like you said there was that whole commotion of like the two trainees and the guy was like well they can't jump and I'm like well if they can't jump why are we jumping like right. I'm, I'm way confused um and then it was cloudy and then it started raining I'd probably have to be pushed to do it again I don't know that I'm I'm good on that like but it's still, if you want to figure out, because what you're doing is you're taking a scary situation and you're packing it into this moment that you have to face something head on and how you react and what you end up doing and how you feel, right? Because the same thing happens to us, like when we have to make scary decisions in our business, like some people might feel like that before they're going to record a video. Some people might feel like that before they're going to, you know, if they have to let go of a team member or, you know, all these things we do in our business because our emotions take over. What were we fearing in the first place? And I think that's where learning mechanisms and ways of dealing with your fear and putting things in perspective is really important and where we want to finish out this episode because we all have different relationships with fear. And like I said, like growing up, I was pretty fearless. I stood my ground. I tried things that I should have been afraid of and just went after things. But I will say that fear has dissolved for me at this point, not dissolved. I probably have become a little more fearful because the more you have the children you have, the things you have in life, like you start fearing losing them. Right. And so, but then it holds you back from maybe leveling up even just a little bit more. You know, I never wanted to start a business, a mortgage business. I was satisfied being a loan officer. My husband has a real estate brokerage. We started a title company and, and now we're seeing all these wonderful things happen after 18 years. And I have, thank goodness, I didn't fear having a business partner because Andre and I wouldn't be sitting here because I, I didn't have a good experience before. And, and I had my own story in my head. I mean, what was your relationship like with fear, Dre? No, I love that we're talking about this because, it, um, you know, like we said, fear is really just something that you make up in your head or fear is based upon what other people have told you or what you see on the news or whatever it may be. My relationship with fear is is just like anybody else's is you have to make your own judgment and decision of like what is that fear line for you you know i think my biggest example is like i hate picking up the phone to real estate agents but in 2014 when i started my brokerage and my coach was like look if you do this you're gonna make more money you're gonna do more loans you're gonna help more people and i was really interested in that like i really wanted to make more money i really wanted to help more people i really wanted to connect real estate with more real estate agents. And he was like, this is what you have to do. And what we had to do was call like 25 agents every single Monday. And I was like, 
I don't, I don't do that. Like I'm, I'm a keyboard <laughs> warrior. I sit behind social media. Like that's what I'm good at. Um, and so that was my relationship with fear, but then I did it and I got the results. I mean, let's be honest, even when we have to fire people, like you get that in- anxious feeling of like, is this the right thing? Do you want to do this? Like, what is this, what's going to happen? Like, you know, all of these things, when you get past that, whatever it may be, whether it was cold calling or letting somebody go, there's almost like a second where you get to breathe after you have accomplished whatever it was that you passed your fear. You're like, I wish I would have done that sooner, right? Like, I wish I would have called realtors sooner. I wish that, you know, whether it's a even a relationship with like a boyfriend or like a toxic boyfriend or girlfriend, like, you know, you're like, man, I should have just let go of that that relationship sooner, but you didn't know what was ahead and, and, and all these things in your head. So um, fear is definitely something that holds back a lot of people. Yeah. And a good example that I jotted down just to share with all of you listening it, that you might experience or can relate to is let's say if you're a loan officer, or a real estate agent, and you have a goal of making six figures and all you've ever made in the industry is maybe 30,000 and you make a decision and you start making decisions that stem from fear, those decisions are going to look, look like, okay, like I need to make all this other money. I'm going to go after the biggest real estate agents or these big accounts to sell houses to, which usually isn't going to work out well, right? Like there's a strategy to it. Maybe you don't collaborate with other people because you need every good idea you have to get ahead. So what if somebody copies you, you choose a company based on pay structure instead of mentorship, technology, culture, and training. If I had to identify one thing that gave me an advantage over my competition that I I consistently do and all the goals I go after, and it helps with fear so that we can give you guys like something, two different tools to walk away with. And it's helped me with my ability to face fear, humiliation, failure, and keep going just to have a choice on how you move forward because it's it's psychological it's difficult to choose big goals and achieve them when you're thinking about how big they are and and going after them it's difficult to take a first step when it's like oh my gosh like how am i ever going to get to that so for me the goal i always break it down right like it's never too big because i always just look at the first step then another So then when I'm going after what I want to achieve, I'm focused on the step that's in front of me. And it's a tiny little step because I can do that. You can do that. Like we all can take one step after another. And it's where right now I'm working with a group of women on it's called a 90 day action plan. And it's what are the daily things, the weekly things, the monthly things, like breaking things down into bite sized pieces. Because so many people think uh, about a big goal that they want and that to make six figures, to start a business, you know, to launch a franchise. And they question themselves. I mean, who am I to think that I should lead a franchise or who am I to think that people will listen to what I have to say? Um, and so many people always think that, yeah. you know, I, I know we have uh, one team member I just had a conversation with the other day and was like, I don't know what to post on social media. Like who wants to listen to me? And it's like, that's not really what it's about. It's, it's you know, you're going to attract the right people. You think this way because you're thinking about the end result, which seems so hard and so difficult. And that's when fear really sets in, right? It destroys your dreams. It destroys your goals that you can and will realize if you put in the work. And for others, you start trying to reach for that goal, but you're terrified and it ruins everything in its wake. Fear seeps into de- the decisions and stops you from doing something that you could catapult you forward. 
Um, and you don't know what's on the other side of fear until you pass that. What I have always had is ridiculous, sickening work ethic and a willpower and determination. When someone else is sleeping, I'm working. When someone else is showering, I'm showering, listening to podcasts. Actually, that's Megan. <laughs> when, it's true. When someone is taking off the weekend, I'm taking some time off, but I'm usually either helping out other team members. Megan is writing articles and listening to books. To all of you out on here or anyone who will listen to this later, I want to say to you, you can do anything that you set your mind to. I promise you that. You can achieve any goal that you choose to commit to. I promise you that. How you get there is with every decision that you make. Your decisions will make clear who you are to yourself and the people around you. People will see who you are with how you respond and with how you stand up to situations. Nothing is worth it unless you take risks. And that is so true. Unless it scares you, there is no pain without gain. There is no struggle. Struggle is a gift. Do not avoid or turn away from the opportunity because you think you aren't ready or you aren't qualified. Don't be afraid to fail forward. Don't be afraid to be rejected for someone to tell you no. It's going to take 99 no's to get that one yes, and you're just looking for that one yes. No is not an ending. It is the beginning. An opportunity to find another way. An opportunity to start over and go after what it is that you really want and deserve. Yeah. And I think just what happened with us over the last six months to a year, you know, a lot of, you know, we had to reopen our brokerage in 2019 and we were two loan officers. And then all of a sudden we had two other ones joining, then 10 loan officers. We went from closing like 50, I don't know, like 50 million <laughs> to 112 to 140 million, like crazy. And then this course that we were trying to make all of a sudden, it's now a franchise. Like, who are we to do that? Right? Like, we're going to be the second franchise to market and the only independent mortgage broker franchise here in the country. I never dreamed of this at first. And if I really think about it, part of me is like, okay, well, why? Right? Why? Why? But anything's possible. And if you have, if your heart's in the right place, and you have a goal of helping others. We are qualified. I mean, we know so much about this business and it's, you know, we're going to mess up a little bit, but we're going to get there. And so, you know, just to kind of wrap up, because why not you? Let's think about Dre. Dre moved across the country to Puerto Rico. Now we have a huge like division of our business that's in Puerto Rico. And there is no reason why you can't do the same thing whatever that is. And don't look at the income when taking a job or starting a business. You got to find something that you're passionate about and the passion will lead you to success. You know, we all have limited time. Don't let having kids stop you. Don't let people's opinions stop you. Don't let your mind screaming at you stop you. Do something scary. And one of the tools that I talk about when I speak to people, speak in front of an audience is called the Courage Scale. And we'll make the Courage Scale something you can download in the show notes because it's a very simple thing that you put, you have this like horizontal arrow and at one end you put a one and one end you put a 10 and you kind of draw a picture on the top of what you want. Like, what is it? You could write it, you could draw it. And every single decision you're going to make, you're either heading like with how you it feels to you, how it scares you. If you're saying no, because it's a, it's really high on your, you know, like it really scares you and you need to have a lot of courage to do it. You need to 
up top, look at, okay, the decision you're going to make right now, is it going to bring you closer or further away from the thing that you want? You need to have the courage to work through hard things. And so I love the courage scale. It really puts things in, in perspective as you look at them on a daily basis. So I hope that, you know, just some of our experiences in our skydiving story or the courage scale you can download will help you as you're making big decisions moving forward. And uh, I'm just so excited to be back and happy to be back with uh, on the podcast and, and helping share everything with all of you. We are starting our new Facebook group. We would love to have you join. We will also put that in the show notes uh, because we want to hear from you, see how you're doing, where you are in your business. And um, we're just really excited to bring to you some new voices, new ideas here uh, for this next season of the podcast. Thanks, collaborators. We shall see you next time.